Let me try my vocal exercises. One, two, three, four, five, 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 four, three, two, one, one. One, five, four, five, three, five, two, five, one, five, four, five, three, two, one. One, five, four, five, three, five, two, five, one, five, four, five, six, seven, eight. You go. No, you go. I'm still Haley. And I'm still Syrah. We still love learning. Still love discovering. And we, and we still, still love, love talking. talking. Yikes. Are we still experts on literally everything? You guessed it. We're not. Still. We gotta start the conversation. Are you eating cheese puffs while we're recording? Absolutely not. And we still hope you'll join us for this literal journey. Oh, and you guessed it. We're still women. Welcome back, everybody, to, I guess, season two, right? Uh, we were just saying that we, yeah. were so, we were so great at season one that we didn't even realize it was over. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just so in case anyone's wondering, um, this is still the same Haley. She sounds like a horse died in her throat today. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a small one, a small horse. A small horse. Did I not yeah. mention that? Did I not mention that it was a small horse? No, you just said a horse. Mm. So I don't want people. Yeah. Yeah. I am. Yeah. No, you were. You you were right to to correct me. So Haley, why don't you tell us why you sound like a small horse died in your throat? Mm. I can do that. Um, well, this past weekend, I went home to celebrate my sister's birthday. Uh, shout out to Maddie. Happy birthday to her. Woo. Um, and she has a small baby child. And mm-hmm. I have heard of those. Yeah. Baby childs get sick occasionally or like kind of all the time, actually. Yeah. So like every time I go home, the baby is sick. Um, right. And so, yeah, now my mom and I have a have a little bit of a cold. Um, uh, but we're getting through it. And also the cats probably didn't help. So I thought it was the cats because I always get sick from the cats. I was telling you earlier that usually I get like a recurring sickness a few days after I see the cats. But no, my mom has, um, yeah, the same cough, same stuffed up nose. So Yeah, so um, I was telling Haley that... I think it's time to maybe stop visiting Heather. Um, but since she's our number one fan, <laughs> I take that back. <laughs> yeah. And I tried to tell Syrah that it wasn't Heather giving me the sickness. Mm. Um, it was the cats, but that's right. up for debate. I think Syrah is just a little jealous. Um, I just feel like you could come spend the time with me instead of driving mm. two hours. You could just drive eight hours instead. Yeah. No, that makes how sense. Does, that how does not everyone win in that situation? Um, or is it I see 10 hours? Saying. It's actually more like ten hours. Yeah, it's, it's more like ten hours. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna correct you or anything, but yeah. Right. So, what have we been up to this summer, Haley? As we maybe start uh, back into, I guess what we're calling now season two of the Pcast. Yeah, can you believe it? Can you believe we're here right now doing this? I, I cannot honestly (laughs) what what magical things are we going to get into this fall a lot has changed um over the past over this past summer Mm -hmm. and um one exciting piece of news is Syrah and I both have accepted full-time positions um yay I don't graduate yet I graduate uh at the end of December 
um, just because my school term has one more left to go. We're kind of like a four and a half degree, four, four and a half year degree. I have only three more days left of my very last co-op term um, through my company. And I am very, very happy to say that I have accepted a full-time position with my co-op company to start in January. So yeah, I'm very excited. I'm going to keep doing 3D printing stuff and I'm going to do some plastic 3D printing stuff this term, polymer stuff. So I'm really excited. Yes, as a congratulations present, um, I sent Haley a new stick of deodorant for her to try that I love. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's organic. I'm really excited to try it. Did you get it? No, not yet. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. Thank you so much for that. Um, All my hard work really like paid off for this, for this deodorant. And now we don't have to smell the hard work. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, Maybe we can get the deodorant brand to sponsor us. We'll see. We'll see about that, though. We'll see. Um, but Cyra, what about you? What, what what have you been doing? Well, yeah. So also exciting news for me too. Uh, the company that I was hashtag co-oping slash interning with has also hired me on. And actually, I um, my start date was technically September seventh. So I, as of September seventh, am no longer or was no longer an intern so I Ooh. actually Haley you and I um we graduate at the same time I, I don't actually graduate until December oh yeah that's true because of uh quote-unquote internship right, right and so my situation is toward this tail end here sort of the flip of Haley's I end on a work term if you will and mm-hmm. Haley ends on a school term so I am actually done with school and I have been since May how does that make you feel oh it's been making me feel great and every time I think about it I I still feel great (laughs) there's (laughs) nothing like it um so I will finish out the quote school internship at the end of this year and when I'm done then I will just continue with that full-time position Haley what is your role in your full-time position do you have a title that you know I do have a title um which I'm pretty excited about. It's uh, additive manufacturing engineer. Ooh, what is yeah. that? Um, well, additive manufacturing is just like a, it's just basically like a fancy name for 3D printing mm-hmm. because, you know, like traditional manufacturing, you're kind of subtracting material off of, of a part. You know, if you're doing like a CNC or even lathe, mill, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So additive manufacturing, you're like, you're adding material to make a part. Right, and so, yeah, yeah. yeah. super That's fancy. So interesting. Haley, I actually, I never thought about why it was called that. So yeah. look at that. We're learning. <laughs> We're still learning. I know. Um, oh, and then what's your full, t- full um, name, position, so job title? So my title is Boring All Mechanical Engineer. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. I, <laughs> what a <Yuck>. loser. <laughs> no, I'm very, very excited about it. Um. Yeah, so that is going to be my title, mechanical engineer, and um, my role is going to look like the specific group that I work for in the company is a corporate level engineering group, and my husband, Owen, 
he actually his start date was the same he also got offered a position at the company and he's going to be a controls engineer or he is a controls engineer there he's already started um and so our role is to sort of support the levels of engineering groups whether that's like within the plants or machine building companies different things like that we're sort of like the internal contractors of the whole company so that involves some and maybe a lot of travel owens he's only he's only gone out to rochester so far but they're they're going to be sending him to mexico next month i think and I am still in the Oneonta area, but this for me is technically my travel. So I'll, this is me being traveled out of, because I'm not where the office is. I'm, I'm away here in Oneonta where the plants That's kinda are. Like, it's kind of like your first assignment almost um, yeah, exactly. is, where, is where you co-opt at. Where exactly. you right, right. Everyone yeah. thought it would be a, a nice, easy transition for me to get my feet wet while I'm still finishing this this year internship before I got that degree so yeah it's uh, so exciting I can't I can't really like say like exciting because I lose my voice <laughs> but no it's so exciting what are you like what are you most excited about and then what are you most nervous about starting like full-time work as opposed to being an intern Ooh, Haley, maybe that brings us to today's spontaneous theme. So, so I'm excited about um, just the whole position in general. Uh, my boss so far, my new boss has been pretty great. He's very supportive and encouraging. Um, I'm doing a lot of similar things in the role right now that I had already been doing to finish out this internship. However, when I end the year and I and I go and do different things, he's very um, open to finding something that I'm interested in. So that is really exciting to me because um, I'm looking to see what where I can get my feet wet. And I and I honestly am excited to travel. Um, I've lived in New York for like 21 years. And I have been to some states here and there, but I've never really like gotten to stay long periods in, in different states. And, and sometimes you travel internationally with this position. So I think I'm at a time in my life where it'd be very interesting to travel. So those two things I'm excited about, just the role in general and, and trying new things in the engineering world and then also the travel. However, nice. <laughs> I am anxious and worried about the imposter syndrome. Ooh, so yes. Let's let's explore your excitements and your worries okay. now, because I think we'll end up back at that imposter syndrome. Yeah, that would be great, Tyra. Um, and let me just say too, I think it's really exciting for you, like to have a boss and like a company that's gonna like try to find a place that you fit best in. So like your group is kind of broad, but like it seems like that you can kind of like specialize a little bit more. Um, you know, find your niche, if you will, um, within your group. So I think that's really, pretty exciting. Um, I think the most excited I am, um, there's, there's a few different things. I'm, I'm honestly just really excited to like be an, like a, like an actual full-time employee at a very generic sense and having coworkers that are like 
oh, that's my actual coworker. I, it's not that I'm a co-op anymore. And these are the people that are like, just kind of around me while I'm fulfilling my school requirements. Mm -hmm. I'm like actually a part of something. And I was a part of something as like a co-op, but I feel like there's just more like, I don't know, there's more responsibility. I feel like I have more of a voice when I express opinions because I have like this sense of credibility. Like I have the job title now. Right. And so I think I'm excited for that. And then I guess this loops back to imposter syndrome. It can go the opposite way, but I'll get into that. Um, But it's more, it's, yeah, it's more just like finding like that confidence um, in the position we have. And I think we talked about this a little bit, like on a call, you and I, where we talked about how just like getting like this job title and like being a part makes you feel like wanted somewhere. And like, because of that, it creates motivation to do a really good job at work because we're wanted somewhere because Mm -hmm. of like what we know and like what skills we possess. I think a little bit of where I'm, where I'm anxious is that because I've been co-oping for like a year cumulatively, I want there to be like, like kind of like a defining difference between, oh, my co-op work and my, my actual full-time work. And so I want to make sure that I'm like, actually, you know, I, I am switching a different group within my company for my full-time position, but I want to like really increase my responsibility, really get into things, kind of find my niche in the company as well. Um, and so I think I'm just a little bit anxious, you know, I don't want it to feel like I'm at co-op again. I want it to feel like I am a full-time worker and then there's imposter syndrome. (laughs) Yes. We were talking, Syra and I were talking about it a little bit like a week ago. Um, and I think it was actually before I got my full-time offer, which kind of helped my imposter syndrome a little bit, but, um, just kind of going through that, like application process and feeling like like what is my worth like why would why would someone want me to like do things that are like technical or like smart or like you know I keep like backtracking myself like even though I've gone through school and I'm almost graduated and and like that in itself is an achievement it's like there's this thing in the back of my head telling me like oh, but like, can you do that? Like, did you just like do well in a few tests? But like when you're put to the challenge of, of working on something in a real life issue, are you going to measure up? Right. Yeah. Um, That's so interesting. I think for me, and I still can't really like get to the root of what my deal is because (laughs) I think Owen calls this gifted child syndrome. But I looked that up, and according to the internet, it's not quite um, like what the internet refers to as gifted child syndrome. It's not quite what he and I are talking about. But essentially, it's something that you and I have talked about, Haley. It's when you are someone that maybe as a kid, you don't really have to try very hard, and maybe you're getting good grades, or even in social situations, you're making friends easily. Um, adults like you, um, like teachers and such. And so then when you, the older you get, life life just gets harder. That's just the way that it is. 
And so when that naturally starts to take place, because you didn't really have to work for, you know, a lack of a better word, um, in those, in those situations, then all of a sudden it becomes extremely hard to, to do the work if, if need be. And mm-hmm. so I think for me, it's manis- manifests itself in, in different ways. And so when I think of myself as an adult, or I think, I guess what I mean is when I think of myself as a child, now that I'm an adult, I remember being like really smart, really like, um, I guess like having a good sense of what was going on in school and in social situations. And, and, and I think so little of myself in that respect now. And I used to think, well, somehow I was smarter and I just, I guess I am not as smart anymore, but I think it comes with applying yourself. I don't think it's that I'm less smart or that I was smart even then. I just didn't have to apply myself as as much. And now I do. And so it brings about, since we're getting right into it, it, bring, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it brings about um, feelings of, I think it's like, it's funny because I think of it as like the curse of the perfectionist too because you want so hard to do well because that's what you're used to so that when you are not performing as well you kind of trick yourself into not wanting to perform at all and the cycle of self-sabotage begins because you would rather not try than try and fail yeah actually I was just gonna bring that up it's like it's it's that failure that like is like in the back of your head all the time that you maybe, maybe you and I didn't experience like failure as children very often. And it could be as simple as like, we knew how to do algebra, you know, like some people, it just clicks for them. Some people, they have to like work very, very hard, go through lots of tutoring and like count and like, just trying to like figure out why algebra is even a thing like why we're even doing it and then some people are just like so easy and so because of that I'm like oh algebra like clicks for me I never failed through algebra Mm -hmm. you know I just got it so that was an opportunity since I didn't fail now maybe in college when I have like crazy calculus tests I also don't you know, I don't study as hard, maybe, because I am like, oh, well, I got algebra, why can't I get calculus? Mm -hmm. And so I think it's just like that. Now that I'm looking towards, like, my future job, it's a whole different territory for me. And just thinking about that failure, like, I'm going to fail when I get into my full-time job, I know I am, but it's like, I, I, I think the hardest or a, a big challenge for me is going to like be okay with failing and try not to avoid the situations where I think I'm going to fail. I think that's like the biggest thing. Cause I, I feel like I've done that a lot through my life. Like, like, Oh, I think I'm probably going to like fail this interview or whatever. So mm-hmm. I won't even apply. Because I think I'm going to fail it or because I don't think I'm qualified enough. 
And so, yeah, I think that's where imposter syndrome hits in, in a, in a full-time position because like, Oh, I'm nervous. Like we, we know we're going to go into it. We know we're going to like perform our jobs, but it's like, how are we going to measure up and how are we going to work through that failure and have to show our faces at work the next day? <laughs> right. Yeah. That's such a good point because like now, even just listening to you talk, I'm like kind of going down memory lane of this because we, we talk like I just talked I was talking about like past Syra versus like present day Syra and actually like the more I'm listening to you and thinking about it this was something that I'm seeing examples of like my whole life now that I think about it like I think you and I have talked about um when I was in my one and only semester right after co- uh, right after high school Um, I went to a school in the Bronx and I had a class called freshman seminar and I did so well in that class. It was just like English and grammar and journal writing and like taking tests, like basic algebra, I think too. And finally at the end of the semester, the assignment was to make a video on um, your, the, the amendment of your choice and so I if I remember correctly I chose the second amendment which is like so funny because of like everything that's happening in America (laughs) right now but um I was actually I think I was actually going to make a pro second amendment video at the time I think you had to choose a side I know um anyway politics aside as much as I love talking about politics uh this podcast is for stem mostly uh so i was gonna make a pro second amendment video i'm pretty sure and it was like so out of my element though i didn't really know anything about the the second amendment other than just it's basic the right to bear arms you know and like all of the different jokes that i could make with that phrase like the right to bear i don't know it was (laughs) it was funny to me at the time i would have loved to see that presentation oh i i did start it uh, there were there were there were different things that were new to me. Like I didn't have a video editing software mm. capability. Um, I didn't really have an interest in social studies in general at the time. Now I love politics, as you know. And I love <laughs> hearing about the Constitution and the history of America. Very interesting to me, but certainly not as a seventeen-year-old. And um, these are things that I found extremely difficult and so I didn't complete the assignment and then because the professor he saw that I did so well during the rest of the semester the the previous part of the semester he gave me another chance and I still didn't do it so I failed the class oh my gosh because I rather not try than like get a bad grade on that assignment so I failed the whole class like where's the logic in that right that's crazy and And I'm thinking of all these different examples of just even like in my younger days and like pursuing relationships like romantic relationships like being friends with like someone maybe that I was interested in and thinking oh well oh I think I like have a crush on this person let me shut that down as quickly as possible because what would failure look like I don't want to find out interesting Sarah might have just had like an an epiphany with like relationships in general just because I think 
like I don't know I just I think that's it like goes hand in hand because like yeah you're worried about even just like regular friendships you can be worried about like oh like what if I what if I do something to fail this relationship Mm. or like maybe there's an argument between two people and you're like oh well I guess that's it (laughs) I guess that's it for our friendship like mm-hmm. let me walk mm-hmm. away now to save any um fighting or like turmoil and you know me I'm a very like I do not like you're a very argumentative kind of person hmm. your, <laughs> I'm always debating I'm always <laughs> sorry <laughs> I no remember. but seriously I like yeah I don't like uh, no not at all not at yeah, all yeah so I don't know I think that like goes hand in hand where it's like oh I like I don't want to fail. So I'm going to avoid that confrontation. So I'm not going to mend our relationships, you know, like that's, that's a big struggle. Um, I wanted to bring up too, uh, when we had, um, Mr. Wald on and talked about welding, um, how we kind of got into like, you were really good at welding and I mean, you are good at welding but you caught on to it very, very fast. Like it just kind of came naturally for you. Mm -hmm. But then like going on to become like a full-time welder takes years and years and years and years of training to be an expert at it. Um, And I just wanted to, yeah, bring up like how welding is like that interesting thing where like you can be really good at like drawing a bead, but then to become an expert at it is like an interesting thing. Not that you want to be, a full-time welder in your right. life right now. There is some mystery in there though, because I was talking to Owen about this the other day. There is, I, is there, I think there, there should be some sort of like Venn diagram of working hard and applying yourself and like pleasure derived from the thing that you're doing. Because I think of Owen and he has found his niche like he has found controls engineering particularly as it relates to safety and he man he will like look at parts on the internet for hours and he'll like think of projects that he can do at home and then he'll go to work in the morning and do the whole like all of it all day and then he'll come home and rinse and repeat you know and Mm, so i just wonder like where where is that balance for us where and maybe that's maybe that's like the cure for imposter syndrome is the the meeting place of application and perseverance and pleasure derived from the task at hand yeah i think that's a good point it's also kind of like a worry for me because I don't know. You and I like to do like a lot of different things. We got, we like to learn different things. So it's like, what I don't want to get stuck in is, you know, finding something that I like or wanting to try doing that for a couple of months and then dropping it. And maybe, maybe just because the pleasure isn't there, you know, maybe, maybe that's not my passion in life, but yeah, it's like finding, maybe, maybe it's just, going through all of the things and trying to figure out what your passion is, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of trial and error, um, which is interesting. Like we're fr- afraid of failure, but I feel like we try everything known to man. <laughs> what is that? It is true. That's funny. 
Yeah, because like I mean, I'm thinking of even like some of the things that you've done. Because you've tried the welding. I mean, you were gonna study abroad before COVID. Mm-hmm. You try. You dabbled in learning languages, and yeah, you try. I don't know, making different foods, like just little things too. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, but then I look at the podcast that we're doing, and we had a lot of drive, and that was hard work to start this thing up. It was. It was. And I think. I think that was like at least for me, I'm not going to drag you down with this bus. I think for me, that was the cause of the hiatus for, for me was because I somehow lost the ability to have that drive. And then today I texted you and I was like, Haley, like, this is what I want to do today. And I, I'm not sure where it came from or why it, why it came back. Um, but here it is. And so maybe that's the other thing too, is that you go through periods of of passion yeah and I was like oh really you picked the one night that I have a literal right. horse in my mouth right <laughs> a dead horse a small dead. one <laughs> I have a horse in my mouth oh <laughs> <laughs> that was great but anyways yeah I think you're right and I think for me too like with this hiatus that we took like I I think what I do sometimes too is I like, I I wait for for others to to help me be the motivator, and so I think maybe my downfall was instead of being like, Sarah, we're doing this, we're podcasting right now," you know, it's like I want to make sure you want to do it too, so I'm like waiting on you and right. or like or like worried like, oh, maybe this is gonna fail. So then I avoid it. All right. Well, that yeah. comes a little bit from your nature of not trying to like push or burden someone to do something they don't want to do. So it has like its pros, but yeah, that's definitely yeah. like the flip side of it probably. Yeah. And you've also like, we both have had a really busy, hectic summer. So. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I think a break was good. Um, now we're fresh and full of ideas, kind of. I think we have a few. <laughs> um and yeah I think we probably just like found an excitement again so I'm I'm excited to see what we do I am also excitement excitement (laughs) I am also (laughs) excitement so uh one of the last things I wanted to talk about Haley was do you have any examples of when you maybe were discouraged by someone else or encouraged by someone else yeah, I think, well, I think imposter syndrome also has a lot to do with discouragement because, you know, not only are we internalizing our imposter syndrome because we're afraid of failure, but also being women in the world of STEM and just like, I don't know, like, because women in the world of like STEM is newer, I think that sometimes when people say certain things to you that go against what you're really excited about it can kind of I don't know it can kind of like tank your tank your mental state about what you're capable of and so I mean like yeah I've I've had an interview before where they 
wanted to talk about feminism and wanted to talk about like, like the struggle there. And I think that was a sign of an encouragement because like I was able to kind of like feel encouraged that people were aware, one, aware of feminism or like aware of like sexism in the workplace. And then two, were like open to talk about it. And so it made me more comfortable and like just excited to like, to like be in an interview, um, you know, potentially working for someone. And it was and- exciting because it was two men that were asking a lot of the questions too exactly exactly um and so yeah I think that helps decrease your imposter syndrome feeling because you feel like a part of something um kind of going back to like what I was talking about earlier you know feeling a part of a workplace um when people recognize that there is sexism and there always will be hopefully not always maybe maybe one day there will be but you know (laughs) Anyways, um, but I think there, there have been other times where I've been really, really excited about something, either work-related, you know, a different job pops up or uh, you know, just an opportunity that I get. And I've been faced with like, oh, well, do you think you're capable enough? Or like, do you think like, um, like that they're probably looking for someone else? And I think that really I don't know it just makes you like second guess things and like like I don't know try to like figure out if you really are capable of something and so yeah I mean it kind of in in those kind of cases sometimes it can motivate you and be like oh well you know actually I went through the job description and I realized I you know was very capable of it when you're already struggling with that self-doubt and then kind of having I don't know just others or whether it's specific people or something else that's telling you yeah are you sure that you want to do this yeah when it's like that thing too like that whatever that statistic is that women apply for jobs that they only think they're like almost 100% qualified for so it goes back to that and it's like oh well like some of the job descriptions I was seeing um when I was applying for jobs I was scrutinizing over them being like, oh, I don't think I'm, I'm this, you know, I'm all these things, but I'm definitely not this or this. And so it's like, it just, I don't know. It like completely like makes you feel like, wow, I, I clearly don't know what I'm doing. I'm clearly not qualified enough. Um, But that's where confidence is great and trying to like be more confident um, helps. So I guess I have like an interesting little piece of a story myself um coming to the very delicate topic of salaries um when owen was going through the interview process he he i sort of encouraged him to apply to the same company that i work for and so when he did he was going through the interview process before me uh because it was not my intention to apply for a full-time position um that long before graduation so they asked him on an application what he wanted for a salary and so he told them a number and it was quite a little bit higher than he was already making and certainly a lot higher as an intern than what i was making and when 
I was interviewed, my steps were a little bit different than Owen because I was already internal to the company. And they asked me during the informal interview what I wanted for a salary. And I panicked. And the only number I could think of was the salary Owen asked for. And then I got off the phone, Haley, you would remember. And I felt so stupid. I felt like that was too high. Like they're going to think that I'm crazy. You know what I mean? Because even Owen, you know, although I worked at the company for two and a half years as an, as an intern, Owen has, you know, at least been graduated over a year. He has like this experience in his field. He's really good at what he does. This is what you think, right? You don't think those things about yourself. And so I was feeling really, really silly and was so surprised when they called me back and said, hey, yeah, this is what we'll give you, which is the same as what they gave Owen, and that they were so encouraging that they had liked me so much. But I also wanted to give a little bit of a shout out in that situation. Um, well, so to Owen indirectly encouraging me to ask for more for myself than I wouldn't ever have thought of. Well, yeah, I think that's great, Sarah. I think like salaries are like a touchy subject in general to talk about. And so it's like always like, oh, what do you what do you say in an interview? Like if they ask you like what what salary you're expecting. And so I think it's like it's like having that confidence to like say that I'm really proud of you um, for kind of like figuring out what you're worth, girl. I'm really excited for both of us to like get into the workplace. And we're going to have to do another one of these episodes, like a, a recap episode once we're like in the midst of working full time. Yeah. Um, we'll probably have all of this knowledge and, and um, years of experience. And, and I think we're going to learn a lot and be challenged and fail. And I think we're going to find a lot of confidence and excitement and new possibilities and paths that we can go down. It's going to be pretty good. Do you think we should quit our jobs now so that we don't fail at them? Ooh. Ooh. I mean, I feel like we should explore that as an option. Well, so normally because of this podcast episode, I would say, um, no, we shouldn't quit our jobs, but we have a really great successful podcast to fall back on. <laughs> so I'm thinking like maybe, yeah, like sure the podcast could fail, but obviously it won't. So obviously, yeah. <laughs> Haley, I really enjoyed talking to you in this capacity today. I, I have missed it. It's been a while. And I am always super grateful to have you as a partner and co-host and um, sister from another mister. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're not siblings, in case anybody thought that. Right. Yeah. We do look alike, but... We, we look a lot alike, but different misters. So, <laughs> um, thanks everyone so much again for coming on this journey. Um, all jokes aside, Haley and I, um, we really appreciate all of the support that we get, um, even if that's just from listening. Um, so we appreciate all of the listeners, all of the supporters, um, the people like my scholarship coordinator and Haley's mom and our significant others and and different friends and professors and things like that who have come and made this journey possible 
and it really I think made it so much more exciting than we ever thought it could be so just thank you to everybody and thank you to you Haley oh thanks girl um you're the best I think I'm gonna just like let us finish with what you said though because I'm dying <laughs> all <laughs> right everything well, you said was great <laughs> we gotta go uh call an exorcist for Haley's horse so uh <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in and until next time. Yes. Thank you guys. Goodbye. Adios.